this Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and what you're about to listen to was previously recorded for a radio interview. And before we hear the interview, how about I play a song from the band, Boogie Back to Texas. That's with Ray Benson and Asleep at the Wheel. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel. Ray, thanks for being my guest, and how's your day going? Hi, Alan. Everything good today, and uh, we we, uh, hit the road, so uh, we're heading out there and uh, finally getting back on the road again. That sounds exciting. I know the uh, pandemic slowed down a lot of people, especially, what are you two, are 200 dates a year typically? So how do you spend... A year, year and a half, two years off. <laughs> well, I learned what normal people have, like, you know, waking up every day in the same bed. <laughs> it was, it was uh, really kind of, you know, after we got over the shock of, of not, you're not going to be playing for a while, uh, it was very enjoyable to actually be home after 48 years of, of nonstop touring, you know. Wow, I can't even imagine that. Well, yeah, it was different. You know, I had uh, I'd never unpacked this bag before, and uh, all of a sudden, it was uh, it was uh, okay. So that part was good. No, it was very disconcerting because we didn't know whether it was going to ever come back or how it was going to come back. So I did a lot of songwriting, uh, did some recording because the studio's in my house, and. Um, and uh, and did some of the you know live stream stuff, which was really interesting and fun. So uh, we we still played. Okay, well I watched one of the live streams, so I, I enjoyed that. Ray, oh, let's, let's just let the listeners know. I know, but the listeners don't. Who were your musical influences growing up? Well, you know, growing up. The radio was was my influence, and back in the fifties, of course, the radio, uh, you know, AM AM radio. This is you know, FM was still just getting going. Um, it was amazing. I mean, you know, I, I told folks, you know, that the first Willie Nelson that I ever heard was Patsy Cline singing "Crazy" in nineteen sixty one. I had no idea it was Willie Nelson, you know as an 11 year old kid but um, you know that's where it started and, and, and then records you know we would every week we would go down to the record store and see what was coming you know and then uh, when I was about 15 or 16 I started going back in time and looking at older stuff and that's when I discovered Hank Williams records and and and, and then that led to Bob Wills records and uh, Buck Owens and all the what I call the roots of American country music you know that's pretty exciting well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step you back 50 years plus Ray, uh, you've been at this for 50-plus years. What were your intentions or the intentions of the band? What were your goals? What did you want to accomplish 50 years ago? 50 years ago, we, I figured that we'd get a, for 10 years, we'd have a band, get a record deal, get on the road, and buy a farm, and guitar in a week. And <laughs> that's, that was my goal, and boy, I'll tell you what, it certainly exceeded that. Yes, yeah, that's 50 
most people don't stay at a regular job 50 years, much less being on the road and traveling town to town. And you've, you know, you've been all over the world touring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, recently you just put out a CD called half a hundred years and you've got many of your past band members on there. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, um, in, in 2020, it was our 50th anniversary, and so we decided to um, do, a, do a record, a film, and everything with all the original members. Well, that didn't go, because <laughs> March of 2020, it all just sort of shut down. So uh, we waited a little bit and then said, okay, look, even though it's 52nd year or 51st year, we still got to celebrate the 50th year. And so we got together and did it. Now, the problems were obvious to everybody. It was COVID. And so we had to um, send uh, files. I used to say tapes, but we had to send files to Australia, where Lucky was living, to California, where Chris was living, to Vermont, where Leroy was living. And uh, and uh, to Nashville, where some of the players were, Larry Franklin, etc. So it was just so different because it was all done uh, long distance, you know. So anyway, that's how it all went down, and uh, we got it done, and, and we're very fortunate. We set up a tour in October of last year, and we're very fortunate. It was just in between the, the two surges in Omicron, Omicron and, and whatnot, so we were able to actually pull off the one-month tour and went from California to Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Yeah. Yeah, especially during COVID times because, you know, everybody knows. Yeah. It was not like it was. and Everything had to be considered. We had to have testing. We had to make sure nobody got, you know, if one person had got it, we were going to have to shut down everything. So it was, it was quite a trip. Wow. Well, Ray, if I've read this correctly, which is coming from your Facebook, Asleep at the Wheel has 10 Grammys and an ACM. And from your website, I see that you've charted songs in four consecutive decades. Of those mentioned, which do you consider to be the most important for Asleep at the Wheel? I guess the latter, the fact that we've been able to have music uh, on the radio and in people's cars, etc. for that long. It's, uh, certainly, that's, I think for me, that's, that's really important. Uh, important and uh and that's that's an achievement I, I think that is that's not a lot of people that can say that maybe frank sinatra i don't yeah. it'd it, it have to be limited you know awards are very nice but on the other hand you know uh it's uh, you know it's they're, they're just awards it's it's going out there and playing for the people and and having that that love and respect come back which is really what it's all about how do you after 50 plus years and 200 dates a year how do you get up there does the music excite you so much or is it the energy from the from the fans or a combination of both that keeps you out there putting out that high level with the great sound night after night well i love to play and so that's that's the bottom line and then the the uh the fact that people love it is is the kicker. That's the one that just goes, you know, wow, how fortunate is that? You know, uh, 
to have folks all over the world that, 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 that come out, buy a ticket, and want to, you know, want to see us. That to me is, is really what it is. And I love getting out and seeing same people. I mean, I have people come up with their kids and then 18 years later, these adults come and say, there's a picture of you and me, uh, you hold me, you held me in your arms when I was a kid. I said, that is just, this, you can't buy that. You know? No, that is that is very neat. My, my dad tuned me into you many years ago and told me I couldn't go out running around on a Saturday night because we had to stay home and watch Austin City Limits. Oh, good and I was God. I was pretty young, and that's that's when you guys caught my attention. So that's uh, that's been many years ago. Yes, and and uh, you know we started the Austin City Limits. Me and my roommate, uh, we did the first. Willie did the pilot, and then we did the first show. And it's turned into quite a uh, an institution, really. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something that I read in the Let Your Love Flow: The Life and Times of the Bellamy Brothers. And really? I don't know if I don't know if you've read this or or remember no. this story, um, but see, I'll just read a little part of it, and you can kind of answer your answer to it, or it won't make sense to the listeners. You guys were in Czechoslovakia in the old days, before the wall came down. That's right. Uh, the Communist Party was the promoter of the show, part of the culture exchange. We were able to get the money up front in American currency, but when we got there, they wanted to film a, the show and shoot a TV show around it, which was an additional cost to them. So you guys had to negotiate that, but they didn't pay you in American currency. They paid you in... Check money. Uh, check money. And they go on to proceed. They wind up buying some Mosier Crystal. I think Kathy Matea was with you. And it says they boxed it all up and they shipped it, shipped it here, shipped it to home for the TV show. And it says Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel and Kathy Matea were with us. And they had to negotiate the same deal to do the TV show. So I think Kathy did some shopping. Not quite sure what she bought. And when we got to the airport, it was kind of double staircase that go up to the top. We got to the top, and Ray, who hasn't bothered going shopping, is standing at the top of the stairs, throwing the money like some evil dictator, and all the money's floating down, and the people are going crazy because it's literally raining. I think it was Coronas is what they called it at the airport. Do you remember yeah. that story? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went out and bought a bunch of cut glass, same thing for my mom and I still had all this money you know and so I said what are we going to do I don't know there was all these people and I just started throwing them the money because they were all poor you know under the communist system it was it was terrible you know and yeah, so, <laughs> yes I remember I love the Bellamy brothers they're, they're good friends of mine I haven't seen them for years because you know because of what it is but yes and uh and it also taught me a great lesson on, on why the communist system doesn't work, you know, because there was, I still remember a, uh, uh, one of the musicians in Romania, I had a pick and I threw it on the ground because it wasn't any good or I was doing something else. He said, can I have that pick? And I thought, oh, that, you know, he wants a souvenir pick. No, he wanted a pick because picks were very expensive. And I asked him, how much does a set of strings cost? And he, he told me because I had to smuggle them in because in the communist system, uh, 
you just did go start a train this uh, a string factory you know the government had to do it so it was a good lesson in, in free enterprise and and as uh, and how it, uh, it, it it allows people to be entrepreneurs you know yeah well, I, I love that story and I, and I know you uh you've written a book I bought it for my uh, for my dad I think the last time we saw you in Nashville. But I, I, we, we've been hunting it, and I didn't find it until late last night, so I did not get a chance to read it. Sometime I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read it, and we'll, we'll do a, another interview down the road the next time you come back around this. Yeah, time. well, I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's, it's coming out in paperback, they told me the other day, so uh, we'll have a reason to go, go talk about it. Okay, that'll be perfect. Well, Ray, besides uh, throwing money out in foreign countries, what are some, chari- <laughs> what are some charities that you like to support? Here and we helped start uh, what's called the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians, which is an incredible charity that started with a number of people uh, 10 or 12 years ago. And we provide health care, and, and then we have the Sims Foundation that provides mental health uh, care for musicians in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a board member of nonprofits here. Uh, the uh, St. David's Foundation, which where is a huge health granting organization, we do you know last year seventy million dollars worth of community health, um, and I'm on the uh, Ham H A A M board and and the Texas Cultural Trust, where we encourage and lobby and raise money for arts education in Texas so that uh, to provide arts education in the public schools and in the in the public uh, arena you know so those are the those are the three main or four that I did and I and I also, I've done too much. I, I would quit. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I love hearing what people do to give back. And that's, I think, just as important as what you do on stage. So. Well, thank you. you know, it's been, a, it's been a, you know, as it got old, I guess it was like, uh, oh, well, you know, <laughs> he must be respectable. He survived this long. Sure. What are your hobbies? Uh, I like to garden and I like to golf, and those are the two main uh, pastimes, other than music. You know, and uh, both my kids and I play a lot of golf over the years, and uh, and I garden. You know, I love to grow things. Would you say you're a better gardener or a better golfer? Much better gardener. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Both my kids are very good golfer. One of my sons was all state golfer back in high school, and they're very good. But uh, no, I love to play golf. I played since I was nine years old. <laughs> Get to play around the world, but uh, no, uh, I'm a much better gardener. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug a couple of your concerts you've got coming up here in the Indiana area. Um, we're making a special. I tried to get a hold of of your management earlier so we could would do this but we're going to run a special segment of sights and sounds so okay. you, you will be playing at the blue gate in Shipshawana, indiana march 24th so that's next thursday i don't know if you've been to Shipshawana. Yes. yes we have it's got a big amish community and a, a wonderful place 
Okay. Well, have you played the brand new theater? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I, I was just there last weekend seeing somebody. So, okay. And then coming up a week from this Saturday at the Brown County Playhouse in Nashville, Indiana, you will be performing there, which is a nice, small, very close, intimate theater that I that I love. Oh, good. I've seen you, I think the last two times you've been there, I was there. So, listeners, you need to get out and see these shows. Ray and the band are fantastic. What would you want to tell listeners, maybe that haven't been out to see you in a long time or have never seen you, what would you want to tell them to expect? Well, the good news is we um, we do everything from the first album to the current album. Okay. <laughs> so... So that's that's what we always try to do is give a full, uh, you know, reading of what we've done and what we do. Um, so that's it. You know, some of the first songs from the first album, uh, we'll do them. And then the brand new album, Half a Hundred Years, we'll do stuff from it. So it encompasses our whole career. Okay. I'll tell you, you put on a high energy show. It's fun. It's fantastic. Love seeing you every time I see you. I, I enjoy it. So, thank you. I, you know, it's the only thing that uh, I think that can explain less than uh, fifty-two years is that when we get on stage every night, it's it's well presented. It's good music, really top-flight musicians, and it's entertainment. You know, it's what I always told people. You know, I want to have the best musical guys you can have, but. I'm not trying to educate y'all. I'm just trying to entertain y'all. You will get educated despite the fact, but it's going to be done with a smile and, and you'll, you'll have a good time doing it. So, and I've noticed that you'll have people there from, I would say late teens up into their nineties at your show, it's, which is amazing. I'll tell you, it's, it's really amazing. Cause I was commenting on that today. I said, the, the, I looked at the audience the other night. We have that big South by Southwest music conference here. We did our, a big birthday party, and I looked down at this at the front of the stage, and it was like folks that are uh, that are younger than my kids. <laughs> it's it's impressive. And speaking of birthday, I wanted to get this before we got off there. You had a birthday a couple of days ago, so happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, seventy-one years old. Uh, pleasing the public since fifty-one. Okay. Well, Ray, thanks for taking the time to be the guest today on Sights and Sounds. We greatly appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you. Hope all the listeners get out there. I think there's, last time I talked down to Brown County, they had about 100 tickets left. Uh, I talked to uh, Nick up at Shipshawana. They still had a few tickets left. So get out there and go see live music and go see Asleep at the Wheel. Thanks so much. Yes, and we'll be on the Grand Old Opry. Uh, the, the, the Tuesday before that or whatever it is so uh, we'll listen to us on the Opry and then we'll come to your town alright well thank you Ray appreciate it you bet this is Alan Kiger and I hope you've enjoyed the interview on Sights and Sounds the music that frames this podcast is the original music of Paul Myrie